Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here back in our normal Saturday slot recording on the 10th of April. Joining me is Mr. Liam Hancock. What's up, guys? Lee here. How are you feeling? The return of the Saturday sad day show? That's it. No, I'm feeling good. Do you have a nice Easter break? Refreshed and rejuvenated? Yeah, long Easter break. We love it. Excellent. Also joining us, looking very fresh, Mr. Roe Hancock. Uh, thanks, Nick. Yeah. Um, now it's been a, it's been a um, interesting week, hasn't it? We um, Throughout the course of the week, um, ESPN released their top 25 players under 25 years of age, and we're going to delve into it on this episode. A big caveat on that as well that we'll get into as we uh, do that segment, but yeah, that's going to be very interesting to unfold and unpack there. Um, hopefully a couple of hot debates amongst us will ensure with that. Um, also, guys, before we get into the show, a big thank you to both of our sponsors, Intersport and Card Culture. You might have seen during the week, Card Culture, we put on our story mm. some of the hot drops they had this week, including a signed... Uh, OKC jersey, KD. KD. What a treat that would have been for the masses. Some of the stuff in that store is unreal. Again, it just illustrates what they're pumping out on a week-to-week basis. Incredible stuff there. So, you know, super thankful to be on board with them, as well as Intersport. Uh, We're getting closer, I can say, can I say, well, could say we before in the context of we now especially. Um, We've got a new shop opening in town in about a month or two. Um, The basketball range will certainly be expanding there, so certainly... Um, you know, keep your eyes peeled. Big things happening with Intersport as well. Guys, an apology uh, for the B-Ride of Goodnight Punishment. We did say last week we would uh, do it over the coming day or two, but as is often the case, uh, we kind of put it on hold, largely due to the fact it was Easter. We needed a couple of days off just to reset. I think life um, just gets in the way, doesn't it? Life does get in the way, but we certainly haven't forgotten. Uh, it will be up in the next couple of... <laughs> I shouldn't say when it should be up. <laughs> uh, it'll be up eventually. It will be up. We haven't forgotten, so uh, keep your eyes peeled for that one. <laughs> um, guys, let's get into it. We've got odds and ends here on the week, and we will recap the ESPN 25 under 25. Yep. Let's Won't recap some... it, we'll bloody rip into it. That's rip into it. Do. Oh, look out, he's fired up. There's a little teaser for you. We'll start with odds and ends, though, lads. I'll start here with the Wolves. Uh, Malik Beasley will miss four to six weeks with a grade three hamstring strain. Yeah. Um, he's been a bit of a bright spark this year, but I guess given their current predicament in the uh, yeah. standing situation, it doesn't matter too much. No. Um, but certainly hope for a quick and speedy recovery for him there. Well, mentioning before the podcast, Nick, weren't we, that um, the, we've always thought of the Wolves as being quite thin, but you look at some of these players now, Cat, D'Lo, now that he's um, over his the injury. At the moment, isn't yeah. he? We're, and currently they're in a game against the Celtics as we speak, and they're looking great guns, Touchwood. Malik Beasley when he comes back. Edwards, Edwards as well, firing Rubio. They've got enough talent there, I think, to be not in the situation they are. Like, if you're a Wolves fan, I don't know how many of them are out there, but... <laughs> there, there is, is upside. A, there is upside. Yeah. Compared to last year, at least. They were looking in all sorts. Do you mm. like the look of D'Lo off the bench? Like, uh, adds a bit to their second unit? I do. I just think it'd be too too much with um, D'Lo and... And Edwards on the on the you know starting lineup. Yeah, so I do like that. It lets it lets Edwards flourish a little yeah. bit more, doesn't it? it does. So yep. I may as well rattle off the rest of these injuries just to get them out of the way. Gordon yeah. Haywood is expected to miss at least four weeks with a right foot sprain. Um, we have Pat Bev. He he underwent some surgery on his left hand and he's going to miss three to four weeks. And um, JH, he's going to be out for 10 days with a hamstring. James Harden. Yeah, that's that's one I might touch on. Um, all pretty. Big name players there, yeah. but with the Harden one, reevaluated ten days, right hamstring strain. There's, it seems to be a bit of a curse at the minute. Just as you kind of mm. seem to start, you assert yourself at the top of the MVP ladder to yeah. a certain extent. We've seen yeah. uh, LeBron Embiid, who's made his return, uh, now Harden go down. So really puts a halt in his push. And I guess my question to you guys now. Like, I think we were all pretty on board. Jokic was pro- yeah. probably the pick. Yeah, consensus. Does, yeah. Does this nearly put him? Like as a not a lock, but is it pretty well sewn up? Do you think for the big man there? Oh, it helps his case massively, mm. doesn't it? Um, JH was going to be around the mark, and he still might be. You, you just never know. But I think it, I think Jokic has been durable throughout the course of this entire season, and I think he'd probably be the consensus pick at the moment. Yeah, I think great. James H was already a stretch, seeing that he was 
playing over at Houston and, you know. Yeah. Um, but now I think that's taken him out of the picture, to be honest. It's only 10 days, but it, 10 days will do a heap for, 100%. you know, the MVP case. So I think the Yoka does have a lock on it. And it's just stage. for such a short season, these names, like more names in the picture, when you kind of take yourself out of that spotlight, even for a week or two, it really kind of does, you know, you're out of sight, out of mind. The people forget you mm. um, in that race. So, yeah, interesting uh, uh, to see what happens there. Just touching on J- JH and um, the re- also the return of KD, I wonder how many games all those three guys um, for the Brooklyn Nets, those superstars, have played this year because as soon as KD has come back, What's JH is on the way out. Griffin and Aldridge have been added to the mix since. Yeah, so yeah. that might be the big thing. I know we're all pretty on board that the Nets are probably the consensus championship favourite at the minute, but... Mm. That might be the one thing that kind of halts their their momentum, their lack of cohesiveness. They have not mm. played at all together. No. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how, like, what lineups they roll out. You know, who's in that crunch time lineup uh, when it comes push and shove. So they've got a bit to work through. Steve Nash has a lot to manage there. He a does. lot of big personalities. Uh, the Lakers, another team in title contention, have signed free agent Ben McLemore for the remainder of the season. Handy piece for their wing depth, capable three point shooter. Um, he'll just add. You know, te- up to 10 points off the bench. And again, yeah. if the injuries keep persisting the way they have, he is a handy addition to the team. I heard a lot of people saying when he got away from the Rockets, saying like, oh, I didn't even know this guy played for the Rockets. If you don't know who Ben McLemore is, you're, you're NBA casual, to be honest. A casual, absolutely. And he, I think, is just a handy role yeah, player. Yeah, I like Ben Mack, yeah. So... I'm, you know, when I saw this news, I was, I was pretty excited. It's not, you know, a household oh, yeah. name for, as you said, like a lot of people kind of know of him, don't know much about him. But, you know, I think he's a handy handy piece for their rotation. I think he's a guy who will also shine on a good team. I think so far throughout the course of his career, he's played on pretty ordinary teams. Absolutely. And now he's on a legitimate championship contender. I think you'll find that um, he'll he'll probably um, flourish Rise to the in challenge. this role. Yeah, for sure. A player I want to just... Touch on quickly here, um, IT, Isaiah Thomas, we yep. saw the return this week, signed a 10-day contract with the Pelicans, stoked to see him back in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he really is kind of the ultimate underdog. Um, he played against the Hawks earlier this week. He had 10 points, two rebounds, two assists, a little shaky um, in his stroke, but that's mm. to be expected given the amount of time he missed. Um, Wait, are but- you going to say the but? Because I have a but. He had a lot of turn. I think he had like seven or six turnovers yeah. that game. That that I'm not too worried about for his first game back. But I mean, it's has he played anymore? I feel like I it think was they're continue. playing as we speak against the 76ers. Um, so we'll see how that one mm. plays out. But what I really liked, he's still got it. There was a play. Um, yeah, as I said, a little rusty shooting the ball, but he he had a, he went up for a mid range jump shot in mid air, just kind of to a bullet pass. It was to James Johnson just under the rim. Yeah, and just the kind of composure he showed shows he's still such a talented player and. Really, like a team should take a flyer on him as the Pelicans have. Uh, I'd like to see a little more. A little, a little more. Yeah, more hey, than, first game back, you're already ripping him. You've, more than a pass to James Johnson under the rim. Oh, he's had a lot of time out. You're not going to let him get his feet back in the uh, water there. <laughs> I just want to see more of him before I make a judgment on how he plays now. Yeah, no, well, I'm not saying that. I'm just stoked to see him back. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. of course, me too. Everyone's favourite little man, isn't he? Same with Boogie. He's, yeah, Boogie as well. He's back, and he's not starting, but I don't know how he feels about that, but he didn't have a bad game, I don't think. Yeah. Watch this space for both of them. We might touch on them a little bit more next week. Yep. Um, a player who is well and truly in the limelight at the minute, Drew Holiday. Yep. Signed a max four-year extension. It's worth up to $160 million. I think about 25 of that, $25 millions, um in incentives and bonuses. Yep. yep. Um, that was reported by his agent to The Athletic. Now, I think we... Sp- Actually, it kind of coincided last week. Lee, I think you mentioned um, how an underrated, I guess, acquisition he yeah, was. Yeah. Because he's been dominant on both ends of the floor. 17 points, four and a half rebounds, five and a half assists, and nearly two steals a game. Mm. Do you guys think he's the piece that can push the Bucks all the way this year? Uh, yeah, is he going to be the difference? That's a good question, actually. I, I think he's... I, th- I actually... Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not if, sure if they were to be be pushed all the way. You saying to the to get a chip? Yeah. Do you think then he would would be the? Obviously, they've got Giannis. He'd be. Yep. But he'd be the main difference. But they've had Giannis the last couple of years. Haven't been able to get over the hump. Do you just think with bringing him in, PJ Tucker as well? Do you think 
I'm saying if if they did win the chip, he would have been the difference. But to be yeah. honest, I don't think they'll win the chip. No, I yeah, I've had a little bit more of a think about it. I don't think he'll be the difference. Um, I think there's other teams who will be. Um, who... So let me po- let me pose it this way. I'll pose it this way. So in in terms of your championship tiers, I guess. So you've probably got your Nets, mm-hmm. Lakers at the top. Would you have Brooklyn in your first or second tier? Are they a they're full first team tier? So they're right up there. You yeah, think? right there you go. Would you put them? I th- I would personally have them as a second tier. I would have Brooklyn Nets. No, sorry, the Bucks. Oh, still, okay. So oh. the Bucks in like your first tier. Oh, they're probably a second tier team. Then oh, yeah, I've still got them in the first tier. So, yeah, but okay. I but I do think that when push comes to shove at the end of the season, the Brooklyn Nets are going to have their measure. Yep. Um, I certainly don't think the Bucks are going to be one of those teams who fall out of the um, playoff race early because they've definitely got the pieces to make a deep run. But at the end of the day, you're coming. At the end of the day, you're going to be coming up against a team with three Hall of Famers, yep. um, plus a deep bench as well. So I think they've got their work cut out for them. Well, this much is true. I think this is the. Uh... Last chance saloon for Coach Bud. He is well and truly, we've spoken about for so long on the hot seat. I think, you know, if things were to, I guess, fizzle out before even the conference or or say even the finals just about, I think they'll look to move on from him there. I think we should talk about this man, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. All right, Lee. So what happened? What happened? I I, I know he just put a heap of videos out of himself with some ladies. He went IG live, didn't he? I think he was smoking a bit of pot. Yeah, uh, he was. Had the dances, whatever else. Yeah. And he was since released from his uh, contract there, wasn't he? Over at ESPN, yeah. Some were saying that it was an intentional ploy to get himself fired. and. To be honest, I I can sort of see that happening. Mm. It wouldn't be that surprising, would it? Now, he he didn't seem too upset about it the the following day. I think he said he's got big things in the works. Um, But it just shows you, you know, you do one thing, like if you're in the public eye, you know, one thing, it's seen around the world. So you've Mm. really, it's Mm. like with the Myers-Leonard thing we had a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Any little foot out of line and you're, uh, you'll pay the but consequences. My question to you guys is, is this a plus rep or a minus rep? Uh, it's a plus. There's a plus I, rep for, on my end to him, I think. Plus, it's a plus <laughs> rep, but I think it's also good for ESPN because he was just turning into a bit of a shock jock. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, a lot of his opinions I kind of... I really didn't listen to, so he oh, just I, I didn't like him on ESPN at all. So I'm happy on that sense, and yeah. also I it, it adds to the legend a little bit, doesn't it? it <laughs> Plus does. reputation, notoriety. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about it, bro? Um, yeah, you're right. When he went into that media role, he did become that shock jock in the media landscape. And I think when you when you go into a media role, you have to leave all that bias behind that you've had as a player. It seemed like a lot of his opinions were made up um, based off when he was still a player 100%. and he's held grudges against players. You've just got to let the, let those go and, um, you know, analyse the game for what it is. 100%. But he didn't seem to do that. So I'm, I'm yeah, not disappointed to see him go. Uh, very good. Well, that's the end of him at ESPN. Lads, do you have anything else you want to touch on before I rip through a couple well, of quick end I have some. You do? Go um, not a massive one, but Dwayne Dedman signing with the Heat. Yeah, handy pick up there. Adds to their... Uh, ever-growing depth. Trying to feel Kelly O'Linick's role. Yeah. But we'll speak on that later. We will. Um, did you? Did we see the massive feud on court between, who was it, OJ Ananobi and Montrose Harrell? This was a bit weird, wasn't it? Yeah, because like, he just picked him up. Well, you know? he, he picked up Schroeder. Yeah, picked um, up Schroeder, yeah. So Schroeder, if you mm. didn't see the play, OJ's gone up for a pretty clear bucket. Um, Schroeder's kind of grabbed him to stop it. Now, I like this. If you're going to foul, make sure they don't get the bucket, which yeah. he did. Yeah. Um, and then he's kind of, OG's kind of falling, you'd say, and he's yeah. kind of almost, he's held him up yeah. to stop the fall. Um, but from there, OG's kind of arced up, picked up and slammed Schroeder. Yeah. Um, Montrez has come over and it's kind of escalated into a bit of a, a scuffle and whatnot, and mm. it ended with OG and Harold getting thrown out. Yeah. Tell you what, Montrez isn't the guy you want to see bounding over to. That's it. You're like, he... he you know, cracked at Schroeder, which is like, okay, yeah. I can probably take him. But mm. once you see Harold running Good over, interest. I would have been legging it. It's a weird, weird thing for OG to do. Do you like, I like, here's, here's what I like. I kind of like the 80s games we saw in the last dance mm. and there's inc- incidents like Malice at the Palace. I like sport with a bit of confrontation, a bit of passion and emotion in it. Like, I'm not saying you want to th- see punches thrown, but do you feel as if there should be a little more leeway in the league with, I guess, 
texts and things like that? Um, it, it's a difficult one because they they want to set a good example and they don't want to um, invite any sort of acts of violence into yeah. the game as, as small as they may seem. So I think that time's probably passed. In saying that, I'm with you. I, I um, like seeing that old footage of those yeah. brawls, maybe not to the extent of the Malice at the Palace or anything not like that. Not quite that, that far. But, um, <laughs> still. I don't know if you guys saw as well in, in on, on this topic, but Toronto's Fred Van Vliet and DeAndre Bambry got suspended, I think it was for a game, and same with Taylor and Horton Tucker. I miss that. Yeah, so they didn't play yesterday. Yeah, right. There you go. And yeah. also, I what, just what, what was it for? I don't know the altercation, the on-court altercation. That's right. what that's what Warriors has said. And also, we probably should just mention the Space Jam trailer. What do we have a, our, our thoughts on that? Uh, I didn't mind it. I I like mm. how we've um I like the little throwback to the D Wade Lebron combo no, yeah. there. Um, yeah. and what, I guess the the villains will call yeah. them. What do we think of Dame Clay uh, that's, um, and the rest of the crew? That's probably my favourite part about it. They yeah. look, they look really good. I love how they've incorporated it into the, um, into the movie. We're but, looking at a July release. Is it July? Uh, is it? Yeah, I few, think it's a, July a few months the fall there. So I think even if it's an absolute flop at the cinemas, basketball fans are just going to love it. Regardless, going to flock to it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm buzzing for it. It's no, going to be good. Um, lads, I'll rip through a couple of quick odds and uh, NBL odds and ends here. Um, just a couple of quick ones. Now, you may have seen Bucks star Chris Middleton has officially yeah. joined the Brisbane Bullets ownership group as a minority owner. Uh, he joined a leadership group that's spearheaded by former NBA guard Kevin Martin and also includes Bulls forward Thaddeus Young. So, yeah, I didn't know that. Quite a powerful ownership yeah. group there for the Bullets. Mm. Um, and I guess for him, you know, not only so much of it is on court, but you've mm. also got to manage your off court portfolio and, yeah, yep. you know, your things around that for life after the game. So it's good to see him putting in uh, steps already. Just shows you that the NBL is growing at a rate of knots, though, doesn't it? Like, it does. The fact that these legitimate NBA players are coming and they want to um, really own a stake in board. it. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's good for our league. Uh, but I haven't heard. Is that the same for like, like all the Asian league teams? I don't know if NBA players are like getting behind I them. They or... are getting behind more and more sporting teams. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, still good to have. You know, I guess that name associated with the, with the team. Yeah. Um, Giddy Watch. Now we mentioned <laughs> last week would have the return. Giddy Watch. Uh, he returned earlier this. Well, it was on Saturday night in a win, a big win for Adelaide over the Illawarra Hawks, eighty-four to seventy-two. Yep. He had 13 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, so a near triple-double there, as well as a block and a steal, and shot 50% from the field. Now, I think there's going to be a lot more eyes on him now that the mm. NCAA tournament has wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, quick note on that. Baylor defeated Gonzaga. Oh, they had uh-huh. gone the, I think they'd gone about 400-odd days undefeated, mm-hmm. um, but Baylor got up. Pretty pretty convincingly. Um, yeah, it was so, never really a contest, was it? It wasn't. So a bit of a bit of a shock there. Mm. Um, but with that comes a lot more eyes will kind of turn towards the NBL. You would imagine yeah, to watch yeah. some of the prospects, most notably Giddy. Um, but according, how's this? According to Bleacher Report's latest draft big board, they have him at number nine. Number nine. He's cracked number the top nine. 10. He's cracked the top ten in their draft board. So Jesus. we're looking potentially at a lottery pick now. And hopefully, if he can continue to put in performances like these, his stocks will rise over the coming month or two. Did you see throughout the week that um, Corey Homicide Williams was talking him I, up? I did. Uh, he, he was more or less saying that he's going to be the face or the future of Australian basketball, which is big raps considering we've got players such as um, Ben Simmons in the league yep. already. Um, There's... He's got high, high raps on him at the moment. Well, and I think it's becoming more and more prominent yep. across basketball, I guess, circles that, like, this guy is the future. He can do it all on the court. Um, and we are very fortunate that we're getting such a good look at him now that he didn't mm. go to college in the US and things like mm-hmm. that. So, um, you know, certainly you have a couple of games this week. Uh, watch this space, but he is certainly creeping up the uh, the board. He so. Is. What, I, I said top three. I, I think I might have overshot it a little bit. but um, no, There's still time to climb a few more spots, I would have thought. He's going to be up there, mm. so watch out, fellas. Okie dokie. Let's do it. Let's go into our ESPN Top 25 Under 25. Yep. Now, this was released earlier on the week, but I just want to make a big note here. Now, these lists, these were based on future potential. Yeah, I so, feel like they could have, and I know it was like right under the title, but could have made that a bit more... Obvious somehow. You reckon? Yeah. I, th- I think they did a, a well enough job of 
to making notes. I don't know what more you could have done. I don't to... know. Put it in the title or something because I didn't know until you told me. To okay. So gonna... I guess the big point is that the comments that we'll be making today are based off future potential and it's not based off the players right now, right, right at now. this current moment. That's so... it. So just but then there's a lot of account. lot of different ways to perceive the the words future potential. What I'll, I'll say what it means to me, this list, I, I think it's basically saying um, in the next five to ten years, this is going to be the rough order of the best players who are currently under five, uh, twenty under 25. Yeah, so, yeah, I might go there in the sense, you know, I interpret it top 25, under 25. Who's going to go on to have the best careers? So, yeah. I guess for number one, I expect them to be a multi-time MVP, yeah. championship. You know perhaps. that those top yeah. five players should be yeah. in the MVP race. Yeah. Um, you know, so on and so forth. So what we might do, I might quickly rattle through the list for sure, and then we can give our takes and start uh, breaking this down. Lee, you're chomping at the bit, so I feel like we're all going to rip into each other a little bit. I hope so. I think so. All right, let's do it. So we've got. I'll go from one through to twenty-five, starting with Luka Doncic. Number two, Zion Williamson. Three, LaMelo Ball. Four, Donovan Mitchell. Five, Jason Tatum. Six, De'Aaron Fox. Seven, Ben Simmons. Eight, Devin Booker. Nine, Bam Adebayo. Ten, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Eleven, Brandon Ingram. Twelve, Jalen Brown. Thirteen, Jamal Murray. Fourteen, Michael Porter Jr. Fifteen, Ja Morant. Sixteen, Trey Young. Seventeen, Mikael Bridges. Eighteen, DeMontis Sabonis. Nineteen, Anthony Edwards. Twenty, DeAndre Ayton. 21, Tyrese Halliburton. 22, John Collins. 23, Jarrett Allen. 24, Alonzo Ball. And rounding it out, number 25, Colin Sexton. I don't even know where to start. Okay, I reckon the first point to start is number one. So, Luca. Is there was there any doubt in your mind? For me, there was no hesitation that he is the number one. Yeah. Um. Did you guys feel the same? Absolutely no doubt whatsoever. I think that's probably the consensus pick for most people. Oh, Lee, look like you had a little I, twitch. I think you're going a bit far with no doubt. He wasn't. He's he's obviously my number one, but I wouldn't say it's by a bloody mile. I think it's head and shoulders. I, I think it is too. So the way I looked at it, when I. I think, and it's been touted for the last year or two, he's, at the end of his career, I picture him ending up on the the Mount Rushmore of NBA players, up so there with well. LeBron, yeah, Jordan. Okay. Um, and that, LeBron and Jordan. Like, well, like in that top five players in history. Okay. I think he's got that potential, and that's Jeez, what that's I That's a big shout. Um, so that's, you know, head and shoulders, multiple-time MVP. Um, I think he's a franchise-altering player, mm-hmm. a league-altering player. He'll be the face of the league. Yeah, no without doubt. a doubt. Yeah. So you're, I'm guessing you're also going to say that he's going to be the best international player that's ever played in the NBA? I would say so. Like, what's this? This is year three? Yeah. Um, 28.6 points, 8.5 rebounds, 8.5 assists, and he's oh. only 22, yet mm-hmm. he hasn't, you know, when we've been talking about MVPs and things like that, his name has not been really uttered at all. Yeah. I know he was my pick this season, but he's kind of, again... Almost flying under the radar this year with what he's been doing. And he's been able to bring them back into contention this year. They started the year so terribly, the Dallas Mavericks. They were sort of sitting bottom half of the um, uh, bottom eight. And now we've got them at seventh and they're rising. They're winning some really big games off the back of his efforts. It's just showing that he can wheel this team to victory. And you look at the other players in this team, it's not like it's star-studded by any stretch of the imagination. So he's, yeah, he's burdened with so much. So I guess coming back to you, Lee, so where do you see this number one area? What do you mean? Like, so do you see it as Luca? I see it as Luca. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I don't think it's by my... The thing with Luca is he has already so much to his arsenal. Yep. Um, and I know you can just um, improve on those those aspects of what you have. Um, the three-point shot, I think, once he hits that with... More consistency, um, like he is truly devastating. Yeah. Would absolutely love to see a bit more defense on his end, but that's left to be desired. Yeah, again, that, that's that's upside as well, isn't it? Like it, it, the fact that he's probably got a lot of work to do on that side of yeah. things means that he can be even bit like he's such an offensive threat yep. at the moment. But on the defensive end, he's he can improve massively. Mm-hmm. Well, then, so you you think it's a little bit closer between one and two? Then Lee, who we had Zion at number two. I mean, look at my do, list. Do you, uh, without running through, like, do, how did you feel about their, I guess... As Zion. Their pick of number two, ESPN putting Zion number I two. I agreed with that. Yeah, um, likewise. Um, mm. He's only been in the 
the league for a length of one season because he was he missed half of last season. But I think he's already such a dominant force. He's the just his frame and the way he's already knocking these veterans to the ground who are, you know, bloody I don't know how tall and what they weigh, but he's just got so much upside. He has the potential. Like he's certainly the most dominant force since Shaq. You would say. Yeah. The only thing I would like to see him do, even if he's missing them, when he gets the opportunity, I want to keep seeing him take these threes. Yeah. Um. Because yeah. I think that can really, you know, we all know he's going to just dominate in the lane, mm. crush it in the paint. But mm. if he adds that to his arsenal, can hit it with some some level of consistency that the defense has to step out on him. I really, he has such a well-rounded game. He does. Yeah. Like he's. I think, would you, I guess, uh, let me pose this question to you guys. If he stays with the Pelicans, do you, would you like to see them play him as a small ball centre? So get rid of Stephen Adams um, and just have him as your centre with shooters around him? Or would you like to see them have, I'd say, a, a stretch five like a Vooch who can knock down threes? So um, the two big men there. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't think I'd like to see him at centre in a permanent role, maybe yep. as a sort of a part-time thing. Um, but the thing with Zion is he's so versatile. He yeah. can play in most positions. And I, I, I'm just thinking at the moment, I don't think we've seen a player like him with his um, presence yep. and his skill set, his aggressiveness. Um, he's, he's, as Same with Luca. he's just going to be one of those guys who headlines the league. Transcendent, don't they? Yeah. Yep. No, brilliant there. So the top two, no surprise. Instead of rattling through all of them, mm-hmm. I might pose to you guys, what were your big surprises in this list? I'll tell you my big one of my big surprises, um, and it's in, in grand scheme of things, it's not that big. But I was surprised, one, how Tyrese Halliburton was in the top 25, to be honest. Really? Um, yes. But also how DeJounte Murray was not on this list. Oh, so you yeah, okay. I think DeJounte Murray should have should have, to be honest, taken Tyrese Halliburton's place on this list. Well he I had a couple of notable omissions. I had RJ Barrett, um I think uh quickly as well. They could have mm. been in and around the mark. Um OG Ananobi, Jonte Murray as well, as well as Pat Williams of the Bulls. Mm. A lot of these guys on this list I'm noticing right now are known for their offensive um Offensive skills. The guys who you're mentioning, a lot of them are more defensive type players. I wonder if that came into ESPN's consideration, not as attractive to watch when they're defensively minded as opposed to offensively minded. I think so, and that's the thing, isn't it? Like, defense really doesn't get, I guess, that like it's not as warranted, or not as warranted, I won't phrase it that way, but it's it's not as looked upon as highly, is Mm, it? No. Like, offense is what it's all about. Who can put 30 points in a night? Um, not who can get three blocks, three steals, and really anchor a defence. For sure. So, yep. Did you guys have any notable omissions? Any others that yeah, I th- really? I think you've covered covered the majority of them. But in terms of the, I guess the surprises. Yeah. Um, the first thing that stood out to me when I looked at this list was Lamelo Ball at number three. Ambitious, th- isn't it? It, like I think it. We have no doubt that Lamelo Ball is going to be a really good player in this league for a long time to come, but. The fact that he's over some of these other players in terms of um, future potential, who are only sitting at about 23, 24 years of age, having like we we know he's going to be good, don't we? We but do. He, but you've got it. We've only seen a small sample size of him so far. Yeah. And admittedly, that small sample size has been good, but there is just no chance that you can put him over the top of some of these players like Jason Tatum, for example, Donovan Mitchell. Devin Booker, yep. even Ben Simmons. Like yep. there's, there's, there's quite a few players he shouldn't be over. I but, found that quite. Number three was high, um, wasn't it? But it was e- ESPN do love a bit of Lamelo Ball, don't they? So it's probably no surprise. Absolutely. Everyone absolutely loves him. But I had a couple of surprises here. Um, Fox at number six. Yeah, that surprised me. A little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, there's a pathway, but I certainly wouldn't. I think there's players below him that have um, a higher. For higher potential. Um, also, Bam number nine. I thought he could have been arguably a couple of spots higher. Yeah, me too. Um, here's a here's a bit of a hot take. I probably would have had him above Simmons. I now I do. You do? Well, I I think just I think he's such a force on both ends. Um, his scoring's increased by three points this year to nineteen to tick over nineteen. He still drops five and a half assists, and he really is the anchor on this 
this Miami Heat yeah. like defense. There, he's got them sitting in the top ten. Um, he's able to play alongside stars, yet I think in a different role, like a team where he's a little more of the focus, not Jimmy or mm. you know these other players. He has MVP potential, I believe. Yeah. He's um, definitely got Defensive Player of the Year potential. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was surprised he wasn't a little bit higher. Let me say mine, and I'm I'm upset at how low this guy is. No, who are you going to say? DeMontis Sabonis. That's not who I thought. Why is, <laughs> why is he so low? He's, I'm looking at the list. He's down the bottom. He's like 20 or something. He's 18. Um, I wonder if they put him that low. The only thing that I'm thinking is he may be reaching his... Like how high? How much higher is Sabonis going to go? He's certainly closer to that twenty-five um, area mm. than a lot of these players. And I agree. Like the, these players higher up, I believe they're close to MVP potential. I don't see him for as good as he is. Um, so you're going to put? So who is that? Mikael Bridges, he's right about twenty-five years age of age. Yeah, right. Is that Mikael Bridges one spot in front of him? It is. No, no. <laughs> Just no. that one you could uh, is. Arguable, certainly. Um, but I think like he is kind of underrated as well as a two-way player, Bridges, with his three-point stroke and his ability on the defensive end. Mm. Um, but Sabonis was one that mm. was low. My other one I had, Jarma Rance. Mm. Low or high? Low. I really believe he could be, you know, quite a few spots higher. Um, you know, names mentioned just before him, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter. Mm-hmm. A couple of others as well. I think he has Jar has legitimate star potential and already impacts winning more than most players on this list. The yep. burden he carries, the way he elevates his team. I reckon if he could add, you know, ten pounds of muscle, a little more size, mm. just to protect his frame, um, and get his three point stroke a little more consistent as well, he can be an all time talent. He can be. So sure. I was quite surprised that he was. What, what do we have? We had him fifteenth. And just after him, um, Trey Young at 16. That's who I thought you were going to say, Lee. I thought oh, you were going to no. be a bit upset at Trigger Trey there. Why? I'm, I'm a bit confused. Why have people jumped off him so quickly? Because he used to, he uh, a few years ago, he was being touted as potentially being like, not Steph Curry, but the, the next Steph Curry type. Um, I can tell you why. You yep. tell us. I haven't jumped off him at all. Let me just say that I love, oh, good. I love Trey Young and I... I'm disappointed in anyone who has jumped off him, but it would be because of all these other um, shooters and, you know, high-valuable players coming to the Hawks because it's only been this year that um, that people have dropped off him. And it's, be, it's been because, to be honest, he had a pretty bad start of the year, um, but that's why, I think. But it also seems as if they're dropping off him as a person as well, almost. Yeah, like, he used to be sort of like a fan favourite yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, like, mm. he's not really getting... Much love. You know what it is. This is the way I say what, it. What? Where? Right. Now, it seems it, it feels as if it's like the Nickelback situation. Now, I don't <laughs> oh. mind Nickelback. You know, I'm quite a fan. Like quite a few of their songs, but they are probably one of the most universally hated bands in the world. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like it's it's kind of like a spot fire, and yeah. it's like Trey. So a couple of people start hating. True. And it quickly, quickly spreads for no mm. reason. Is that it's just. You know, follow the sheep. It's almost like it's cool to not like it's him. It's cool to yeah. not like yeah. him, and it kind of feels as if that's the way it's going with Trey a little bit. Mm. Like, there's no real good warranted reason, yeah. but oh, everyone else is hating him, so I should hate him too. Because it can't be the way that he plays the game, surely. He's one of the most exciting young players in the league. 100% plays with such flair, such creativity. And he's got so much upside, um, particularly with his field goal percentage. Can you imagine how many how many points he'd be averaging per game if he could oh. probably take a few more high percentage 100%. shots? 100%. Like he's probably all, almost he's pretty close to, you know, league average. League but average, but if you get a bit time. of an uptick there. Oh. Speaking he... of which, do you guys like Nickelback? No. Oh, here we go, bro. Um, I have no real opinion on them, to be honest with you. Yeah, okay, well, there you go. I don't not like them, but I think they're um, they're just overly hated. So you, yeah. So you better hate them too. No, no, no. But they're not good ah, at all. Come on, man. Okay, they're just not in my. Normal playlist, I guess. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, I've got a couple of quick questions for you guys then. Now, these are just answers. Just do it off the dome. Don't worry about stats, anything like that. Just say what comes to mind. So are we doing the light, lightning round? So straight off the dome? Uh, yeah, it can be. Yeah, we'll call it a lightning yeah. round for okay. that. We've got Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. at 13th and 14th, respectively. If you were in the Nuggets <sighs> front office, who would you rather build around? <sighs> 
how old is um, Michael Porter? Uh, Porter is, he is a little bit younger. I will get the age for you. Um, nah, some uh, nah. he, he's 22, nearly 23. Jamal Murray's just over 24. I'm worried about Michael Porter's durability. That's the big, big um, if, isn't it? If he could get on top of that, I would probably choose Michael Porter Jr., but that's a big if. Yeah. Um, Jamal Murray's shown that he can be more durable, but he's also quite inconsistent as well, yeah. so I'm not sure if I'd really like to rely on him on a night-to-night night basis. Night-to-night basis, certainly, certainly. My final answer is Jamal Murray. Yeah, okay. I, I said Porter. I think he's a little bit younger. I think his ceiling's potentially a little bit higher. Um, Murray will continue to improve, but his inconsistency is still a bit of a worry. Mm. Um, whereas Porter, I think Murray's a good s- second or third option. Whereas third. I think, uh, yeah, arguably, it depends on which team. Mm. But I think Porter, in a couple of years, I think he could lead a team. Yeah, that's where I see his higher potential. Isn't it crazy if Jamal Murray had kept up his bubble performance this year, he'd probably be sitting entrenched in the top maybe top six couple. or seven players. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Next question. Who is the player you guys would think think would benefit most from a change of scenery? Out of this top 25? Yeah, top 25. So is there any names oh, that you know you feel question. are a little bit bogged down at the minute, um, going to a new place, some new faces would really kind of just get them, get them going? Um, out of this list, I guess Ben Simmons is one who, who, yep. who comes to mind and he's also been touted as a player who... Could be traded at some point in the near future. Yeah. Um, I like a lot of these players at their current franchise, Franchise. to be honest with you. I Um, could, I'll go like a deep, deep one, John Collins. Ah, that's who I had. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think he, he could do the same that Jeremy Grant did. If he went to a woeful team, he could probably take that team over. Well, they've just got an abundance of riches there at the Hawks, don't they? And he's Mm. kind of almost void to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, There was a lot of talk about him potentially moving to the Warriors. Mm. Um, He's, all his major stats are down this year, um, and it just feels like he's currently out injured, but his motivation levels look like they've diminished. Mm. Um, I really think a change of scenery. He has got heaps of potential, mm. heaps of potential, but it just feels he's bogged down, and certainly I think a team where he's really got to carry more of a load uh, would suit him. Uh, next question, then. Well, last question I have here before we do our top 10 <laughs> recaps. As of today, which team currently has the best young core? Young core. Yeah, who who do you... I mean, just, uh, I, I'll say what jumps to mind and then I'll have another think, but Heat jumped a core. I mean, yeah. Heat jumped to mind. I've, this is going to sound biased, but I think the Celtics are right up there. Yep. When you've got two... When your two leading players are under the age of 25, Jason Tatum, who I won't give away just yet, but I think he should be a little higher. A little bit higher. Um, and Jalen Brown, who's improving on a yearly basis... Um, I think they're certainly up there. Uh, I went two different teams. Yeah. I said, two. well, I said two. two My number one would have been the Hawks. Yeah. You know, you look at who they've got with yeah. Trey, Reddish, Collins, Hunter, Kongwu, Herder. Um, they've really got a lot of players that, you know, the more, I guess, chances you have at a player being an all-time talent, the better you're off, yeah. off you are. Mm. Um, and they're all, you know, really capable shooters, and that's what makes them such a great team. Mm. Um you know, so I had them as well as the Cavs. That's what I was going to say. Cavs as well. Sexton, yeah. Garland, um, you Jared know, Allen. Jared Allen. They've yeah, really got true. a great young core to build around as well. So, yeah, I think any of the teams we've just mentioned could uh, could stake claim to that. Coming title. into the season, though, I, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of us thought that the Pelicans might be sitting 100%. in that boat. Brandon Ingram, um, Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball. Yep. Um, they've they they've definitely got the talent, but it's just not coming together this year, unfortunately. That's the thing, isn't it? Like it hasn't quite clicked for them yet, but there is certainly an avenue in which they could, um, in which it could, yeah. I guess I would yeah. say it that way. Um, lads, let's recap. We we each redid our top ten. Yeah. Uh, how do we want to rattle through this? All go through our one, two, or do yeah. we want to each do our ten? I think one, two. All right, because that'll be more similar. To be honest, sorry, I think it's in the mid mark. That we where... might differ a little bit. Yeah. So I guess our, our top two, I think we kind of said we were all pretty on board. Yeah. Are they Luca and ja, uh, Luca and Zion each? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's For right. one and two? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, so we each had for number one Luca, and we all had for number two Zion. I have a feeling. I think we might differ here. Uh, no, I think me and Ro will stay the same. Well, number three, Lee, you start us. I have Jason Tatum. Yeah, I'm with you. 
Okay, there you go. I had Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Yep, he's there. Um, number four, I had Devin Booker. I had Book, D-Book. Yep, make that throw. We all had Booker, there you go. Um, number five, I had Bam. Okay. Good. I had Lamelo Bowl. Did you? Yep. yep. There you go. Okay. And I had Donovan Mitchell. D Mitchell. Okay, so we're all in and around the mark. Uh, Roy, number six for you. Now, this is interesting. Can I just have a, a little, little bit of time to talk about this? Here we go. Yep. I had Ben Simmons at number six. Now, if we're talking about upside and future potential, if he could get on top of that jump shot, which is clearly an issue at the moment, yep. he could be top three. He could take Tatum's spot because he can do everything else um, except for that massive part of his game. So I've got him at six, but, geez, if he could improve his jump shot, I reckon he could be a top three um, player. Yep, okay. Uh, Who was your six? Uh, My six was Jason Tatum. Yep, okay. And mine was Bam Adebayo. Excellent. Number seven, I had Lamelo, And I had Brandon Ingram. And I had Big Boy Bam. Big Boy Bam, excellent. Lee for number eight. I had Don Mitch, Donovan Mitchell. Right. Yep, I had LaMelo Ball. Okay, I had Jar Morant. Ooh, hot take. Yeah, there Jesus. you go. Yep. Uh, number nine, I had Trey Young. I had, uh, I had Ben Simmons here. Yep, and I had Trey Young as well. And my number 10, Ben Simmons. And I had uh, DeMontis Sabonis. Yep, I like it. I had Brandon Ingram. Simmons at 10, I, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to, hate on the Aussie, but I'm starting to lose a little bit of faith yeah. in him just because he's a, like he's an absolute monster on defense. Mm. But I certainly hold, and I think, again, evident by this list, people hold more weight to offense, and he yeah. just doesn't seem to be making strides in that area. Yeah. Um, I don't care if he misses threes. I don't yeah. care if he misses just as long as he's making an effort to put up shots and to try and grow. Uh, the thing with Ben Simmons is he's got a lot of time to improve. A lot of these guys do. Yeah. A lot of these guys have a, a lot of time to um, improve the areas of their game where they're probably not excelling at it at the moment. And you're right with Ben Simmons. Like, he doesn't seem to be making any any improvements yeah. with that side of his game, with that jump jump shot side of his that game. That area's but plateaued, it feels. Mm-hmm. Could plateaued. you imagine, though, if he did? Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. It, yeah, I, he would be an all-time talent if he could. But yeah. it's a lot of what ifs, what uh, ifs at the moment. Absolutely. Is there? I, I think we've all we've all been pretty in and around the mark. The, the bulk of our ten players are all yeah. somewhat similar. Yeah. Talk about Jar for a second. Jar number eight. Yeah, I think he is an absolute menace. This guy can do it mm. all. The excitement and passion he plays with, and that's the thing that kind of stood out. He just. Plays a lot harder. Yeah. Um, the only issue is injuries, but I'll go back to what I said before. I'd like to see him to put on five or ten pounds, not enough yeah. to kind of halt his athleticism, but just to add a little bit of bit of meat on him so he can come up against these bigger boys and not be flattened. Any players that we think we've sort of slept on in this top 25, under 25, looking in maybe a few years, Anthony Edwards has showed signs that yep. he could be absolutely anything. I think he deserves a mention of someone who... Watch out. <laughs> Watch out, absolutely. He is a player who's really coming on um, and can be the face of a franchise as well. So, I think um, we've slept on Jared Allen a bit. I think you've slept on Tyrese Halliburton. No, no. What did you say again? Not, not in the top 25. Not no. in there at all. No, I said swap him, straight swap him for DeJounte Murray. I do like Murray because he, as well, is such a great two-way player. Mm. So I love him as well. Overlooked, I would say, mm. but... Yeah, I'm, I'm not giving up on Halliburton. No. I'm not either. I love. I do love Halliburton as but well. You but... wouldn't... Well, that's the thing now, and it's a, a good sign. The league is such in, in such capable hands for the yeah, next decade. Yeah. Like it feels as if an era's passing with LeBron, Paul, Carmelo. Mm. That's starting, you know, to wind down for a few of these guys. But the league does have a lot of top tier young talent coming through. So, lads. Anything else you want to uh, say about the ESPN Top 25 Under 25 before we move on? Uh, not really, but it was it was quite difficult, particularly after Luca and Zion, because I think they were the consent well, they were the consensus pick for us. It's quite difficult to to classify future potential, as Lee was saying earlier. Yeah, everyone's going to have a different interpretation of what that means, but I think I think 
I'm happy with mine. I, I think I'm happy. Don't read into it too much, guys. This is I, more. I think we need to also, before we leave, back up our Lamelo Bowl statements because we have him in the top ten. I feel like everyone was hating on him, even being in the top ten of that top twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. and look, to, I can I can understand the reasoning. But at the same time, the small sample size that we've been shown so far... And even what we saw in the NBL as well, he's yeah, got yeah. such a well-rounded game. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he's he's untapped almost at the moment. We, yep. he, he could be, he could literally be anything. Um, don't think he should have been three on this list as of yet, but um, I, I'm happy to have him just sit inside my top ten. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people also are just jumping on the bandwagon of saying you can't be in the top ten of this list if... You've played half a season, like, yeah. like you would have put Zion in there last year, wouldn't have you? So, oh, I would say so. Yeah, yep. so put Lamelo in there because he deserves it. And I reckon, 100%. It, I reckon after LeBron's first five games in the league, he <laughs> probably would have been sitting at number one, so. without a doubt. So there you go, guys. Our our take on the ESPN top twenty five under twenty five done and dusted. Let's go to Hero of the Week. Here are the week returns, lads. Who wants to uh, to step up to the plate this week and kick things off? I'd like to kick us off this Good week, man. Nick. Excellent. Um, I've gone with, and I think he's almost a bit of a forgotten man, Michael Porter Jr. for the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, brilliant. Um, over the last week, he's averaged 21 and almost 10 rebounds. Um, coming into this season, though, he was a guy who many thought could be in the most improved conversation. Probably didn't start the year the way that he would have wanted to. Um, I think he was injured at times to begin yep. the season, which didn't help his case. But now that he's getting a bit of um, consistency momentum. and mo- yeah, momentum, that's the word, um, he's looking like a guy who the Denver Nuggets can rely on on a nightly basis. And he, he did need to step up in the absence of Jeremy Grant um, um, over the when he left over the off-season. Um, but he's just been outstanding, um, probably over the, like it, it is hero of the week, but this could easily be hero of the last month because Denver Nuggets have made a massive resurgence. They're probably one of the, if not the form team in the competition at the moment, they're sitting at fourth in the West. And when Michael Porter Jr. contributes, Denver Nuggets rarely lose because yep. we know that, um, Nikola Jokic is going to have really great performances on most occasions. Jamal Murray's a bit hit and miss, but if Jamal Murray misses one night and Michael Porter Jr. steps up, more often than not, the They're Denver Nuggets right, are still winning. So I really like yeah. the look of him, and he could be anything. As we were just touching on, yeah. the sky's the limit there. I'll follow you up there because my hero of the week is Denver. Yep. Uh, on a great run at the moment, certainly flying under the radar. They're currently on a seven-game win streak. Uh, this week they beat Orlando 119 to 109, win over Detroit 134 to 119, and in the following day 106 to a 96 win over the Spurs. So, not the greatest three team lineup you're ever going to see, but again, it just shows their form's impeccable. They're they're winning these games they should, which mm. is the sign of a good team. Um, people are definitely sleeping on them. I think as a serious title threat, they just look. Like a more complete team with Aaron Gordon, I think. Yes, yeah. yeah. Certainly filled that void as well that Grant left behind. Um, an anchor on D who can deliver points at a reasonable enough clip. Mm. And he, he can explode in some games. He had 24 in the game earlier in the week against Orlando. Um, but he just they just look like a more complete team with him in the pitcher. So I, I think they're going to be a very, very tough out yeah. in the playoffs. Oh, you're right. They are being slept on. And... We knew the team that we saw earlier in the season when they were sitting bottom three, and the yeah. West wasn't the team that were going to be sitting. That were they weren't going to be sitting there towards the end of the season, were and they? That's why we might be sleeping on them a little bit, hey, because yeah. they have climbed the the standing so steadily. They did have that real kind of bottoming out period to a certain extent at the mm. start of the year, but they've really gone about their business, no fuss. Um, haven't been overawed by the situation. I certainly wouldn't like the Lakers to match up against them no. at the moment. Oh, no. any team, to be honest. I think they will be a real headache in a seven-game series. Agree. You're not going to believe my hero of the week. Uh, don't do it. I think you might. My hero of the week is Ponytail Kelly O'Leary. <laughs> oh. What are you talking about? 
Are what we are living in a parallel saying? universe right what now? What are you saying right now? What are you saying? Have you not seen how good he's been since he's joined the Rockets? I have, but in what world are we giving... No. No, you're right. You're right. He, he... First game this week, he got 26 points and 8 rebounds. And let me let me tell you, this guy is Kelly O'Linick. He is Kelly O'Linick. Yep. <laughs> Next game, he got 21 and 4. And the last game, he got 10 and 18. 10 points, 18 rebounds. This is another one of these cases, isn't it, where... Lee's put him into his fantasy team and he's... Run, no, he's run. gone. He's gone. Uh, he's but gone. he was there. Brandon Ingram was injured and I was like, get Kelly in here. <laughs> he's gone gangbusters, isn't he? He's, he's on a hell of a run too, uh, isn't he? Like, who, who saw that coming? What? Like, Kelly O'Linick uh, yeah. tearing it up. Yeah, in fact, like, we, we make fun of him because he... Because of his ponytail, but at the end of the day, he has he was performing really well, wasn't he? Before he went down, absolutely, Lee. Look at you go. What do you mean before he went down? Um, didn't he go down? <laughs> I don't think so. Did he get injured? No, oh, I thought he did. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, he, he might have done the other day. I, I didn't read it into it too much, but I know oh, he is playing today. Yeah. He's oh, okay. playing today against the Clippers. So, Mate, after he went down in Lee's team, that, yeah, that could have been it. To, that yeah. could have been it. But yeah, great pick there, and again, <laughs> a one that's a bit of a curveball, you would say. Kelly O'Linick, Lee, I love it. Thanks. Uh, recapping here of the week, there, guys. Ro, you had Michael Porter Jr. Excellent. I had the Denver Nuggets. No ponytail, Kelly O'Linick. Wow, wow, the wow, ponytail. wow. <laughs> Lads, what an episode. That's. That's rattled me. Like, there's a couple of names we've had that, you know... There's a couple of names that you just don't expect ever to get a mention on this segment. Did you not yeah. expect it? I even said we'll no, talk I know. about well, that later. Yeah. Even though you said it, I still <laughs> didn't expect it because it just seemed too far-fetched. Heard it, but I didn't believe it. But I, I like that. A good little curveball from you there, Lee. Thanks. Guys, it's been a massive episode. And I guess we're really, really barreling towards the playoffs now. Um, we can start to turn our fi- attention as well to the draft. That's only a couple of months away. Giddy watch on full, full It's effect. on full lockdown now, as I'm sure a lot of people... I, I expect a lot of chat around him over the next uh, couple of weeks as people turn their eyes towards him. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, certainly watch this space. I believe he plays tonight. Um, so, again, another big opportunity for him to increase his stocks. Uh, guys, anything you want to get off your chest before we wrap it up here today? <laughs> no, I think we're I think we're all good, Nick. Let's, Excellent. Let's wind it up. Good, right. guys. Huge episode. Continue to stay up to date with all the socials for the breaking news from around the league when it drops. Um, we will have our B-Ride or goodnight. We've got a couple of punishments we're weighing up at the minute, but that will be up in the next couple of days. Um, fingers crossed. So <laughs> keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, yeah, and we'll look forward to bringing you another huge episode next week. Brilliant. Love you, bye.